Welcome, everybody, once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, and as always, I'm joined by Tim Malloy and Keith Denny. Today, we're going to be going over Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, uh, featuring many, 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 many famous actors uh, and directed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, we are uh, in a murder mystery um, featuring um our franchise's famous detective benoit blanc he is bored out of his mind COVID is going on the year 2020 in the film and he's looking for something to do uh meanwhile there is a very 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 famous billionaire miles braun who has these great inventions he's one of the richest dudes in the world he invites all these people to an island using a really cool puzzle which benoit blanc also receives that gets his eye on the player murder mystery and then all sorts of stuff starts popping off. So I'm not actually not familiar with the first Niles Out movie. So I really didn't know what to expect. So the sort of structure of this, this murder mystery is really interesting. It's really meant to be something that the audience is trying to solve along the way. It's going to kind of give you different perspectives to give you additional hints and motives for everyone to potentially be, uh, the killer so it's it's a really interesting uh you know I think movie structure I see why people fell in love with the first one but I like to see you know what you guys thought so keep it start with you what were your thoughts man well I just I just say I really enjoyed it I had it made me um <laughs> of course it made me think about Clue I remember the movie when I was a kid. I mean, it's not the best movie ever, but I remember like as a kid, like really, really liking the movie. And um, and then that kind of transitioned to me as I got old, got older to like those like whodunit type of stories and stuff. I used to like reading certain novels, certain mystery novels, um, and even like older movies and stuff that that had like that type of feel, that type of mystery. And it just, it just, as I was watching Glass Onion, I was, I was telling my wife, I said, man, they don't really make movies like this no more. Yeah. And, and it's, and that's, that's like the second time I can remember saying that about a movie that was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Mm -hmm. The other time I said it was when I saw Looper. It was something about Looper that made me say, they don't make movies like this no more, you know? And meaning like it's a certain, it's the type of film, it's the way that it that is structured, the way that the story flows, very and deliberate things like structure, that. Mm-hmm. right? And that you don't, I feel like you don't see as much anymore. Um, and and I and I also like how it's brought full circle. Like we have, because in most of these mysteries, what you notice that there's always different people usually that represents a different facet of society in a sense right like you know and it's always the it's usually the person that's like the the billionaire the millionaire the person who's the top dog that's murdered and everybody trying to figure out why right and and they kind of they kind of flip a little bit of this right where we still have this aspect of everybody almost in a sense representing a different type um different side of our culture that we're in now in this era yeah yeah. but but um more so than it just being focused on monetary because all of them are rich in this one right well (laughs) and all of them have all of them i mean have 
uh, some type of wealth that they've gained, but it is connected. Well, but to yeah, but but it's, yeah, it's gonna be dependent on Miles Braun. Yeah, exactly. But I, I I thought that that was interesting in a sense, you know, just to just oh to full spoilers, yes. Yeah. I guess we should have said that too. Full spoilers, guys. Oh yeah, definitely full spoilers. Um, but yeah, that's that's what that's what it was. It was just a it's one of them things I feel like when you watch when I watch, I was like, this was a treat to watch. Yeah, no, definitely understand that. Uh, Tim, what about you? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely had fun watching it. I don't believe that there's any person on this earth who could solve that mystery. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if I if I'm comfortable calling a movie a mystery when there's absolutely no way that anyone could get it based on the clues provided. I mean, this movie like <laughs> well completely completely gives you misinformation to throw you off the trail, um, which I don't think is in the. I, I think that goes against the mystery rules personally okay okay well, wait, but well, i still well, enjoy well, it well, which misinformation are you thinking of because i'm curious because I, I i didn't necessarily catch misinformation i, I realized i missed a bunch of things the first when we time think janelle monet has been shot and killed um and i'm saying the character that she plays sister i don't even know what to call her sister her the, the, the original person's andy i don't remember the the uh, twin, I almost say a clone. I don't remember the twin. Okay, when we think the clone, who we don't yet know is a clone, I guess, has been killed. <laughs> that is a total misdirect. Um, and I oh, actually recorded the script to see how he writes it, and I couldn't find That's that true. exactly. But um, yeah, that inf- things like that make it all but impossible to track this. I did figure out it was Ed Norton in September. So that's what I was about to say. You you could huh? What hold up? What in September when I. I wrote a story about it for Movie Maker, just saying like there's a new trailer out or there's a new you know teaser or something. Mm-hmm. And I said at the end of that story, it's got to be at Norton, right? And it does have to be at Norton. There's no way it's not at mm-hmm. Norton. I mean, <laughs> what gave you that sense? If you're okay, the first Knives Out is like a very progressive, thoughtful social critique movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It has bigger things on its mind than just like who done it. And it's definitely doing some great social satire and it's also doing some good lampooning of privilege and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So you know that from the direction that Knives Out is coming from, they're not going to make a movie that Rain Johnson and company got something like $400 million to do. It's going to be extremely closely analyzed. It's going to be scrutinized. It's going to be debated. It's going to be really picked apart. You know, they're not going to do a movie where they're like, let's bring in a lot of marginalized and disenfranchised people who haven't been in these types of movies for decades. And now let's make one of them the murderer. Like, he's just not going to do that. He's going to make it the millionaire, shitty middle-aged white dude who has a picture of Kanye West on his wall. That's the only (laughs) person who the audience will accept as the killer, except for maybe Kate Hudson, because everybody hates influencers. Um, (laughs) Also, everybody hates Twitch streamers, too. Well, okay. And maybe, yeah, it's possible, <laughs> but it's like, is the huge guy going to be the killer? Like, that seems unlikely because that's like too obvious. Like, like Dave Batista is the most physically imposing person there. Does it mm. make sense to make him the killer? And then Catherine Hahn could also have been the killer, I guess, because everybody hates politicians and she's like, you know, the super privileged governor of Vermont. But it's got to be, it's got to be a Norton. And also, mm. I don't know. I mean, it just, it's kind of a cliche to make the influencer the killer because there've been so many killer influencer movies lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's funny of, because you don't mean killer influencer movies; you mean 
killer influence movies like not they're good <laughs> there's some there's been some great ones there's been some bad ones but influencers are definitely like the new villain mm, that makes good. sense and you know what's funny i also did pretty much feel that edward norton was gonna be the killer but i thought the movie in some type of way was gonna prove me wrong but i still i guess i like the journey of like them trying to of how do you explain how he did it yeah agreed. you know and 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 why he did it you know i think yeah and i and i guess i i guess that's the thing like i kind of like the um misdirect too you know because because at first you're like okay this movie is about this and then you're like no there's a murder that had already happened prior to this movie prior to the murders that happened there yeah and that the whole thing was to come to solve that initial murder and i think that's that's interesting you know to to like take it out take it out from this just being something that happens here you know on the island to something had already happened and this is what we're trying to figure out well, in the movie, I do at least want to say it does still have, and, and thanks Tim for giving that larger context from the first movie, it does have actually a pretty big social message um, in regards to energy and the yeah. and the ideas of trying to pass off things before and, and bringing technology before they seem, because like, like in real life, if that happened, like you could turn seawater into energy. Yeah, that would create chaos. I mean, like in so many ways, it'd be really awesome. But yo, like that would that would create yeah. problems, <laughs> like in in ways that we just would wouldn't even anticipate. Um, yeah, but then for it to basically become a hydrogen bomb, <laughs> oh shit, that's like, a whole nother problem, you know. Um, and for them to be hiding it and have like this political intrigue, you know, in the midst of it too, like. Um, I mean, they had legitimate real reasons to try to, you know, make it where he, to try to stop it from coming through. But the thing was, is they already had it in motion. I was like, well, it's probably not the chemist. It's probably not the governor. Um, you know, I was like, oh man, who could it be? But again, there were reasons for everybody too. And I really, just even like the some of the flips of perspective, once you see that it's it's a movie laid on a movie with this other mystery happening because it was a prior mur- murder. When you see mm-hmm. that Andy and Benoit, well, not Andy, excuse me, um, her her sister. Anyway, um, when they're on the island, and you see, what's that girl named Whiskey? Yeah, Whiskey, Whiskey was with Miles, <laughs> and, and they about to get down. And at first, you think, oh, she's just cheating, you know. Uh, but then it turns out like she's trying to get him the hookup with the company so they can sponsor him on their thing. I was like, oh my god, so. Horrible. Goodness yeah. That he pretty much prostituting out his girl pretty much. It's, it's funny that they like it's very heavy handed and they never say the word cuck, but he like <laughs> cucked it every time. He was sitting there watching. <laughs> but then look, the, the, the best part was uh well the best part, well the, the what the funniest jokes were so stupid where it was just like, wait, a minute, you thought a sweatshop was where they made sweatpants. That's and hilarious. that's why he's I was like, that is the dumbest. <laughs> but because that, funny. That, that yeah. I can see how that happens. I re- like as stupid as that is. Once you know what it is, I can understand how that happened. <laughs> right, like, right. That was it's a very, a very understandable screw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, there are a lot of nice touches like that. There's a, I think people will watch it again and again and find little, little Easter eggs. And I think the one of thing the cool Lisa and the way the setup and payoff for that is fantastic. Well, I haven't watched it a second time yet, but I bet it, it has a whole nother uh, kind of experience for you after you know everything that's going to happen when they get off the boat and you see um, Miles Braun look at who we think is Andy. Right. And he's like looking at a funny and touching it. Cause I was like, why is he touching his shoulder like that? But it's like, <laughs> like, like, are you here? Like, <laughs> I just, it's, it's silly, but, but very well done in retrospect. Like, I mean, cause I was like, he's just being odd, I guess. Cause maybe they had a thing going on, you know, like, you know, but now he, I'd be shocked too if I kill somebody and they showed up on the island. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. I mean, whenever I do that, I'm always very surprised. Yeah. Right. It's like what like what do you do in my pizzeria? I, I just left you at home. But but it it do make sense why all of that, you know, those interactions were the way that they were. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I just love once everything is revealed and then you go back. And then even like that whole little thing when they were um when Kate Hudson was talking, it was her character, right? She was talking to her assistant and all of a sudden um <laughs> Janelle Monet character just appears right beside them. Just mm. <laughs> it's just just I don't know. Just looking odd, like she just teleported next to them out of nowhere. <laughs> and, and how she like a lot of stuff about how even how she moved was a little funny. Anyway, like I, I like well, how that all comes back. Well, and like the the lack of talking makes sense. The way she's yeah. gripping the 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 boat you know mm-hmm. like more obvious like it, it's a lot of little interesting touches when you go back and think about it or even like when she's trying to because you know it's like what are you doing here Andy? what are you doing here like they're like coming at her she's like did y'all try to kill me like is that the reason y'all because mm-hmm. like, you know what i mean like it's i don't know like if you're in that perspective like it is pretty interesting because it could be anybody still and it's like it's two to one is should i be right here alone with them you know it's kind of a genius Netflix move in a way because when Rian Johnson, and again, I don't know how much of this he personally got and how much of it goes to production company and actors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when he got $400 million to make Knives Out 2 and 3, a lot of people were like, what? Like, that's a ton of money. But the two reasons are he's not going to get any back end from it, like a theatrical release and then a home release and all that stuff. He's just getting it all at once. Mm-hmm. And the other reason it might make sense is this is a movie I think people will watch multiple times. Like exactly. I want to watch it again, just having this conversation. And so Netflix kind of gets two movies for one movie in a lot of cases where mm-hmm. we're going to watch it and then rewind it and go, wait a minute. Did they show, tell us that Janelle Monae got killed? Like, didn't I see blood? I thought I did. Like, did the movie trick me? Did mm-hmm. I psych mm-hmm. myself out? And I do think it'll be a lot of fun to watch the second time and go, Oh yeah, that was hiding in plain sight. That wasn't, I don't know, but I did feel betrayed uh, watching it the first time. <laughs> but you know what's so like in my in my my head i was just thinking i think i'd do the old i had some of my coat pocket trick <laughs> oh <laughs> no, yeah i'm yeah. so used to it now like i you know i mean it, it it's as american as apple pie at this point doing that shit like, Does I just, that even work uh they've done work? this on MythBusters, and it just depends on what it, i mean like it can but not a book a book is not gonna stop a bullet. You'll die. I'm gonna start carrying something in my breast pocket everywhere I go. I knew, 
you I need to carry a, like a tin can. You, I mean, that, that can. I got this I a girl that there. actually. Well, oh, well, um, that's well, not aluminum. I think her, um, <laughs> a girl when I was in middle school, she got shot, and her book saved her life. She, oh, but she still hey, got hey, shot hey. though. Uh, look, but but you get. I, I was talking about a, a book you could fit in your pocket, not a, a dick ass uh, math book or something. No, <laughs> I mean it's still it's still the 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 point I'm making is that it's still shorter. It's oh, yeah. just it slowed the bullet down, mm-hmm. you know. So so the impact wasn't as it's crazy. I remember that like being such a a big thing, you know. Yeah, because um, yeah. it it was like I was in middle school and some um. So how it was was these these guys were they got into to a fight over a wrestling match or something at Kirby High. It was that's what they said it was old. It was probably old some some dope shit. But anyway, <laughs> that somebody goes to their car, um, get get a gun like a they say it was a shotgun, and so the girl that was in my class or whatever she was walking walking home from school, and I guess one of the spread spreads from the shotgun was she was like close enough by to where pretty much she got hit by one of them, one of the bullets. Um, I don't know how true that was with the shotgun, Paul, but I do know this girl got shot and the bullet slowed it down. But I, yeah, I mean, sharp, think- sharp nail from a shell. Yeah. You know, it'd be more likely to, because those chips are going to penetrate. But I mean, it's good. She had that to keep it from, you know, going right. through. So, so I say that, that I always, I felt the same thing that I, when I was a kid, like, damn, yeah, if you get a, have a thick enough book, book, it could stop a bullet. But then I was remember when she got shot, I said, nah, that's not true at all. <laughs> I mean, it, if, I mean, it might slow it down, but you, you're going to still get shot. Like for real. Hey, I mean, again, depending on the gun, depending on the book. I, guess. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's not impossible. I'll, I'll say that it depends on what we're talking about, but um, like there wasn't no, you know, there ain't no bullet, no wall piercing bullet or nothing crazy. So, I mean, like, it's possible. Um, well, and I, I do appreciate I will say, when I was watching it, though, mm. I did see the gun in his hand. And I was a little thrown off because I was like, well, I, there was no other gun I'd seen the whole movie. But I was like, well, that can't be what's his name gun, could it? Like, because. Dave Batista gun. Yeah, I was like, uh, huh. Okay. Because remember, like, when he was in the shadows, he was like, Andy, Andy. And he's like, going down. Mm-hmm. I was like, he got a gun in his hand, but I was like, but we had seen a runoff, so I thought maybe he ran in his office or something. Like, I it didn't even click to me that he had taken Duke's gun. Duke, that was that character thing. I, I didn't even think he had t- taken Duke's gun. So, I don't know, it was interesting, man. Like, I really do, you know, I think this movie's just like you guys said, it's completely, re- completely rewatchable. Um, I did not expect that accent coming out of Daniel Craig's mouth, threw me off for a second. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I can't believe you didn't see the first Knives Out. I just somehow I haven't seen I haven't seen it either. Holy um, shit! But yeah, yeah, I definitely want to watch it now. Yeah, yeah, know? exactly. Um, yeah, I'm gonna see it now. Uh, it's it's 100%. it's crazy because um my wife keep bringing it up, and it's just the other day she just bust out. They said, "Oh, Lakeith's in this movie." I said, Lakeith "Who's <laughs> Yeah, and she was talking about Knives Out. I, was, I forgot we even had a conversation about it, but we said, "Let's find it so we could watch it." I'm shocked mm. both of them not on Netflix because it's not it's not on there, right? Mm-mm. I don't know why they didn't put both on there. Caitlin Downs kills in the movie, and Plummer Christopher Plummer kills in the movie too. It's a it's a very 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 good movie. 
I mean, a lot of people made it like this is the best picture of the year. Like, I don't know if it's like a best picture type thing. It's just more of like a very enjoyable diversion that I think people can still watch in 30 years and will go like, that's a total charmer. Like one of those like Rob Reiner movies almost from like the 90s when you're like, like we watched Misery on Christmas Day. And it's like, God dang, this movie's good. Like, I don't remember anybody being like, this is the best movie ever made, but it really holds up and it really just continues to work the same way that it did then. I don't know, because I feel the same way about uh, Forrest Gump. And if you ask me, that's the best movie ever made. But, but, but I think what, I think sometimes what makes a movie good is just the fact that like, it's when you like, this is just a damn enjoyable ass movie. Like, like most people, when I hear when people talk about their favorite movies, like your average person, not somebody that's trying to seem smart, they say mm-hmm. like, you know, it might be something like Forrest Gump, or it might be The Goonies or something. Yeah, like you know, because it's it's whatever movie. Or um, I remember when I was, I, I had a friend, man. He he freaking loves Little Giants. Like that's mm-hmm. like his favorite fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing tops that. You know. So yeah. I mean, I think I think it's just you know, that's my criteria now. Like you got to enjoy the movie. If it's one of these movies that you're like, this yeah. is good, but I don't actually, I'm not having a good time watching it. I don't know if you can rightly call it like a great movie. I mean, you can like respect it, but if you're not like, yeah, I'm invested. I want to see what happens next. I care about these people. Like I just don't know how you can call it a great movie. And some some stuff, yeah, but you know some stuff is just beautiful too. Like, it's just good to yeah. look at. Like I remember when I saw um, there will be blood. I was like the whole time I was like, yeah, this is a gorgeous film to me, Yeah. but I would never watch this movie ever again. Like, <laughs> I mean, I even bought the movie, but it's like, I'm like, I would, I, I would never watch it, you know? And then it, I've noticed that about a lot of films where it's like, man, you know, this movie is, is, is great, but, it might not be enjoyable, you know? It's like, I don't know, it's like reading Tolkien, for example. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Once you've when, done it, you can say you've done it and yeah. you do that shit again. <laughs> like, like, reading Tolkien, but you really prefer, like, I don't know, fucking Harry Potter or like, you know, like a different, like you prefer, I don't know, Conan or something, but you, but you read Tolkien because you like, if you read fantasy, you have to read Tolkien type of deal, you know, but Some point, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not as enjoyable, you know, <laughs> honestly, so, than the stuff that comes after it to me. It's but, so I weird because you, like you mentioned, there will be blood technically like a perfect movie and excellently done, mm-hmm. perfectly executed and everything else. But like emotionally, I'm going to watch Boogie Nights every single time it comes on. Whatever like, space it comes on, I'm going to watch it from that point. I love that movie. I will sit down and watch that anytime, anywhere. And there will be blood. It's going to be like, I watched it last year. It's going to be like five or six years before I can watch it again. Right. Like, there's yeah. something about that. But you, you, you know what I compare it to? It's like, it's like food, for example, right? You might have an emotional connection. Most most of us, especially if you're American, you have an emotional connection, some type of way to food, right? Yeah. So, like for example, like I love to go to a steakhouse sometimes, right? It's it's always good to have a good steak, but I I really really love Whataburger. 
Like I enjoy eating Whataburger. Like I can't explain. Like especially if it's late at night or if I've been drinking, I'm not thinking about having a filet mignon or a salad or some shit. I'm on a burger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I think maybe that's part of it too. Is just sometimes just certain stuff you just enjoy. Like the other thing, it's great. It's it's fantastic. You know, um, and it's definitely good to have on special occasions. But you might not have the same emotional connection to it in a sense. Or mm-hmm. um, it might not speak to you in the same way. Just like I always say, like uh, another one of my favorite movies is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh yeah, nobody, nobody's walking around saying this is like the best movie in the world, but it's like mm-hmm. one of my favorites. They're, hey, they're they're out there, man. You, you go find I mean, your people. I, mean, it, I, I know it has, it has a cult. <laughs> it has a cult following, but it's like I really enjoy watching their movie. Yeah, it's great. Um, Good fun time. And, but but I think it's very niche at the same time. Right. It's a video game movie, so yeah, it's a video game movie, which yeah. is, which is weird because my my little sister loves it, um, and I think she may have seen it more times than me. She's like twenty two, and she is not a gamer. <laughs> she funny. she's not she she doesn't play games, but well, it's you know. really whimsical, and 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 you know it, it doesn't treat itself seriously, and mm-hmm. it's a really soundtrack's good too yes yeah good soundtrack and it has a very just young and and like kind of just youthful perspective you know mm-hmm. everybody uh, who's going to be a movie star for the next like 10 years isn't it all of that right I mean, that's pretty much because I, I forget i forgot that arby plaza was in it now that i think about it and like, and it's, yeah it's kind of like another um kind of ensemble cast you know in in retrospect right. um so, look, anything else to say about Glass Lane before we start wrapping stuff up? Um, no, but since you mentioned since you mentioned Chris Evans, has anybody seen Not Another Team movie? Yes, yes. great, great oh, cult. Cl- oh, that's a great movie. movie. I was just thinking about that the other day, and that's my first experience with him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> love that movie. You would never expect that dude to become Captain America. Never. No. And never. then, and then, you know. If I was a human realized, torch before that, yeah, true, yes. Now, what and that's weird because I mean, like, I'm those movies aren't well, the second was kind of bad. The first one, it like has a good imagination about it, it's just Dr. Doom's handled so poorly that's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, but in a way, if you if you mess up Dr. Doom, you just mess up Fantastic Four, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, like, it's, just, it's like <laughs> everything else falls apart at that point. I tried to watch the one with Galactus, and I mean. Well, I should guess I should say Silver Surfer. I kind of like I kind of like how Silver Surfer looked in that one. It, it looks great, but it's you know, like, <laughs> God, that, like, that was my best part. Those movies that. are not as bad as people remember in some ways, but anyway, the reboot is horrible. I, oh yeah, that one. You see, I didn't talk about it. Talk but, about boring. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, and I and I and I don't like the original ones, but I think that that's super terrible. I think there's the way better than that well, it had a horrible set of stories coming after the fact that everybody talking about whose fault was it the movie was bad i was just like all right <laughs> they're not getting Every, a sequel everybody <laughs> but um oh, but yeah um my overall thoughts great you know great fun film i think it's something that a lot of people would enjoy i think it was a well pretty well written script to me for the most yeah. part definitely like structurally incredible a lot of good jokes along the way too a lot of just good right. off lines like very very well made movie exactly yep agree that's yeah, also fun i wasn't doing that as like a backhanded 
Compliment. <laughs> Yo, yeah, since you've been like <laughs> shitting on all the non non fun movies, <laughs> uh, but no, nah, this this movie I think does a good job of like doing some of, of everything. So, um, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, definitely recommend it. Um, you know, for multiple viewings, there's a lot of of Easter eggs um, beyond the actual mystery itself. So, um, you know, probably check it out another time or two. Well, if you made it this far, we appreciate it. It means you enjoy the conversation. Like, share, subscribe, share with another friend, all that jazz. Um, Keith, where can people find us on the socials? On Instagram at the low key pod. All right, perfect. Uh, Tim, anything to plug before we head out? Uh, the next issue of Movie Maker Magazine is on newsstands very soon and includes an interview with Ryan Johnson, creator of Gloss Onion, talking about his new show, Poker Face. So I guess I'm uh, promoting the magazine and poker face. <laughs> it's, it's, I, mean, cool. you, <laughs> I don't know. I hope like now that. that you've done that, like you're doing poker face poker. because you've seen like a preview or something. There's like no, the, I just it just the spirit moved me to say it in that extremely upsetting way, <laughs> uh, and that's what I'm going to call it from now on. Poker, I like a dude from Unreal Tournament. I'm sure most people don't even know what that is. But. <laughs> also. Also, people should check out your podcast, Movie Maker Interviews. I've really been enjoying it. Oh, shit. I know uh, the last episode, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed the episode with the um, director from 1-800-Hot Night. Yeah, that movie's good. He's a yeah amazing dude. Like, amazing dude. I, I think I said this on the podcast. He's one of those people where, like, the more you talk to him, the more interesting he gets. Like, on his surface, you're exactly. like, you're a movie director. You're super interesting. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm also a... It- he doesn't he have like armor. antique yeah he had armory like what, what was it like antique armor and like weapons and stuff like that yeah, yeah. okay yeah. i gotta listen to this one just just like i noticed that he had a telescope behind him and i'm like oh so why the telescope he's like oh, i'm restoring a sword from 700 years ago <laughs> yeah right. amazing guy all okay. right. Well, yeah. Now, now I have to listen to that episode. That's so funny. And uh, you can on streaming and video on demand. You can check out one eight hundred Hot Night. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> that That's how you should intro all your people. Now, just like and look at their faces. Like, oh, what the fuck's going on? I got a cold. I'm gonna take full advantage of this horrible voice. <laughs> all right. Well, it'll it'll be back to normal by next week. So ho- hope you you folks enjoyed it at home. You can ASMR on your own time. All right. <laughs> well, I'll talk next week. All right. Peace. See you.